0: Thanks for joining. How's it going today?
1: Hey, Jimmy, it's going great. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, Would you mind introducing yourself and, you know, your business for our listeners?
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. Aaron with uh, Dispatch Tech. We're in San Diego. Been in business since 2008 and we uh, help companies with their cybersecurity and we also do CMMC compliance for government contractors.
0: It's amazing. And, you know, I have to chuckle a little bit. Those who are regular listeners will know why. Anytime. The amount of people who come on and are like, I started my business in the middle of the 2008 financial crisis is just outstanding. I feel like it's like every third episode.
1: Oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to dig into that a little bit. But um, before doing that and starting your business, what were you doing? Were you working in IT somewhere? Did you work in MSP at all? Like, What was life like?
1: Yeah, you know, right before I started my MSP business, I actually got the sales a little bit, which was really neat. And that was one of the reasons why we did start in 2008 because sales were starting to go down in 2008. <laughs> but I knew I could do sales. I was, did computers before sales, and I had people calling me and saying, "Hey, can you come fix my computer?" And I'm like, "Well, if I can do sales, I can start my own business." Wow. So, okay, what were you selling? Tech stuff or just? Yeah, we were. I was selling uh phone systems actually. And we'd I'd sell anywhere from twenty thousand to fifty thousand dollar deals once a month at least. Back then, they had those big old, you know, the phones that you have to have a whole phone system, and they were pretty expensive back then.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you're selling phone systems, and then did the company go under or lay off the sales team, or was it just the writing was on the wall?
1: Uh, You know, I've always wanted to be independent myself, and the sales did start dropping a little bit, and, you know, I just felt it was time to start my own business.
0: Wow, so was it like you had a business plan, and you just kind of jumped and went going, or was it like... You had somebody call you, you start charging them, fix their computers. Like, Who's your first client?
1: That's funny how you ask that because it was someone called me and they said, Hey, can you get me a computer? It was a lady. Um, she lived by the beach and she needed a computer set up. Her name was Ann, Ann Peterson. And she's like, Hey, Aaron, can you s- help me with my computer? And I looked at how much we we're going to charge. Them. I'm like, you know what? If I just get maybe one or two or three of these a month, I could do just as good as I'm going to do here with the, the way the economy going.
0: Wow. Okay. So you did that one. You had your first customer just it was it residential, like just setting up somebody's computer system at their house or
1: Yeah, that's where we started. We started right on the residential stuff and with my background, you know, I've worked in computers in the past, doing a lot of residential stuff at the beginning. It was real simple to do and I knew that with the sales side I could just go door to door walking on the street and pick up new clients as I go.
0: So now I've been to San Diego before. Are you talking about the really big houses along the beach uh, with the outdoor kitchens
1: and and all that? Yeah, exactly, it was out, out in La Jolla. Yeah, that's
0: great. So you know you're out there selling phone systems, doing good, and then you know things start to change, and uh, opportunity knocks. And then you start knocking, I guess. you're you're going, So you're going door to door selling, Uh, you know, can I fix your computer? Can I get you a computer? Can I set you up? Is that like, what was your packages? Just whatever they need or?
1: Well, I knew I wanted to work with businesses too. So it was kind of like the houses. I did go, at first I did go door to door. Actually, I think but I kind of forgot, but I did <laughs> go out and I get flyers and I just hand them out at each door and it was kind of neat. We'd, you know, for every two miles I would do, I'd get at least two clients. So every, probably every mile, a new client just needed something. So it wasn't too hard. And then started knocking on businesses too and just saying, Hey, who's doing your computers? And, and they'd be like, Oh, we have a printer fixed or it needs fixed or a computer and fix it right there on the spot and then have a new client.
0: So it it seems like it was like, take anything you get sort of random expansion. I assume you're just making prices up on the spot or you had some hourly rate going. How long did it go like that?
1: Yeah, it was kind of probably if you if you look at my pricing now, it's like, oh, man, <laughs> I was charging cheap. You know, yeah, it was just a hourly rate at that time. But my goal was just to make enough to survive at the time. You know, it was just me and myself running the business. So it wasn't too much in expenses at the time.
0: Yeah. Ramen profitability, right? Enough to pay rent and put some food on the table and keep the business going.
1: <laughs> exactly. As long as you can eat in 2008, you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, Okay how long did it take between, okay, I'm George George, just trying to make ends meet. And you know, this seems to be going okay to like, this is a real business. I like have a bookkeeper and like have an LLC and like a business plan for this month.
1: It took a couple of years, probably about 2010. And we, I started going, you know what, this personal business one isn't going to work out as good as I want it to. It's hard to start really thinking. I hired a guy and we changed it more to start doing businesses and stuff. And, um, about that time, we started to change things. We actually changed the name a little bit, but that part didn't work out with me and him. I learned hiring people sometimes can be a bad thing if you don't hire the right guys. But I did learn a lot from him. So I, I don't. I never think of it as a negative thing. I think it more of a positive. He's a good guy. So, But to turn into a... Went and started getting more businesses from 2010 to 20... I would say 2020 was actually when we really we switched to corporation. And Got it. Really started growing.
0: Okay. So... Was this a side job, like from 2008 to 2010, or were, you were doing this full-time?
1: I'm doing it full-time. I hired another guy I found, um, I hired like independent contractors for a little while. They'd work and I'd pay them half of whatever they made, so worked out for both of us. And so I figured, well, if you get a few of these guys, I'll make half of what they're making, plus I'll be making what I'm making. It sounds like a good strategy, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, so talk to me about that um, 2010 to 2020 period. It, was it still just you the whole time and then independent contractors or did you branch out and get a couple employees during that period or what was it like?
1: After 2010, I always had someone working with me, a contractor usually. 2012, I hired a guy who did really well, but he ended up going to work for another company, making three or four times as much. So it was great experience for him. And then I hired another guy in 2013. He's still with me today and he started as a contractor. Now he's one of our main technicians. But usually, just one person until about 2020. 2020 is when I, when we incorporated. we started just, we went from just me and him to now we have eight of us working for us. So we grew pretty quick in the last three years. That's where our real growth started.
0: You just wait for like a uh, global <laughs> financial crisis to hit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I took my time, I took the slow snail away. But I think what happened is really is because we're folk, I was wanted to be really focused on CMMC and NIST compliance because mm. I knew how big that was. So I want to make sure I had it right 100% before I just started implementing. So I really spent a lot of time on that area. we started picking up clients and the government, you know, contractors, you know, government. Uh, we picked up a, one of our biggest clients in 2000. Actually, that was 2011. We picked them up. Wow. So yeah, we, uh, we started doing government clients. But then in 2017, they started getting these letters saying, hey, you need to be dis compliant. And so we, at that time, started working with all these, you know, I bought another company, by the way, too. In 2018, I bought. A company called Fedcom Technologies, we bought them and those were all federal contractors. And so it was time to start changing the way we did business when all federal contracting. And once I knew we had it right, it was time to start expanding the business.
0: Were you doing like DFARS assessments, that kind of stuff, or just uh, helping with the IT and making sure that they could meet this compliance?
1: Well, the way it worked was back then it was like, Hey, you need, we need to be NIST compliant here. <laughs> and, and somehow the IT people were supposed to be the, the ones <laughs> doing all the work. You're like, wait a minute. You know, after looking at through it all, it's like, that's not how it works. But yeah, back then it was more just helping them with the IT side, making sure all the cybersecurity was in place. The most important, you know, that's the most important, but when you do an audit, they don't really look at it as much as they look at the, you know, the policy. So, policies, so the policies yeah. are most important for the audits, but for business, you know, you really got to have that cybersecurity in place too. So how'd you
0: get hooked into like, like obviously now, you know, managed IT services, you call it MSP. I'm sure when you were handing out flyers door to door, like the term MSP or anything like that, or CMMC, NIST, all that. I mean, it wasn't really a thing then. I guess NIST was, but not in the sense it is today. How did you uh, sort of keep up with things or get hooked in with the community along the way there?
1: It was mainly just really listening in, joining peer groups, working with uh, vendors that sold the products that we needed and they would help us out and we'd help them out. It was like, so it worked out really good.
0: What was the first peer group you joined? First
1: peer group. Oh gosh. Um, let me think, I can't think back that far, but (laughs) back in the beginning I started some local peer group ones and then I started working with some more, uh, Robin Robbins worked with her, you know, them, and got a lot of good talent from there, you know, a lot of good ideas. You know, when I go to these peer groups, I always look for someone who's doing better than me so I can learn from them. And then turn around and help other people out and return the process and watch these guys now grow their business bigger than mine sometimes because they have maybe a different uh, way of doing it or they're using just what I told them to do. And so it's been great.
0: That's great. So where did you see the opportunity in the federal dollars or whatever the the mandates from, I guess it would be third parties that are doing work with the federal government. But um, I mean, I guess you're in San Diego, like you can't walk anywhere without running into somebody in the Navy lots of businesses there starting to ask questions about this kind of stuff. Like, did you sort of, it was a current customers. Like how did you go from, Hey, this is a thing to, we're basing our entire business practice on this and we're going to acquire a company and focus on it.
1: Yeah. It came to, um, just all our clients were government contractors and they were all asking the same requirements and it just made sense for us. Um, for our hiring process, we hire interns, and that's probably one of the best advice you can get. By the way, hire interns because you can see who they are, you can train them the way you want, and they learn really fast, and they want to work really hard for you, and they don't leave. You know, as long as you treat them good. And so we we got some interns, and one of my interns, um, his dad was in the military, one of the, a, a chief petty officer, and he just knew auditing. I took him on one of my clients, and his eyes went, <laughs> and we so we created this whole new system where now we have we do is we take our time we spend a certain amount of time for each client each month just on their cmmc and we get them right through the process so they know exactly what controls what they're doing you know we have a platform we use that we have them use to put it in and it works really well and it's amazing right when we hired him on we picked up three new clients right away you know just because of his attributes so you know it was just awesome the way we brought him in i mean that is like kind
0: of hilarious too you find the the son of a chief petty officer it's like you cannot find somebody more prepared to like go and do diligent auditing and <laughs> oh yeah
1: <I> mean, <laughs> like
0: following frameworks making sure they comply like that's like a lifetime of training ready
1: oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> exactly and he knew exactly what to do and what's needed for all these controls it was second nature him, and he was like wow this is perfect for me you know so it's been awesome
0: it's amazing were you in the military at all?
1: No, no, no. I was never okay. in the military. I wish I if I go back in time I, you know, if I was 20 again I might have been a good thing to have done.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just curious. So, acquiring a business, what was that like?
1: The acquiring a business, it was different. You know, you never did before. It was more of a client and her clients than the business itself because it had a lot of debt which you got to be careful when you're running an MSP is don't go into debt, don't sign those 3-year contracts, you know that these companies want you to sign cuz those will kill you if they because there's always going to be a better product in our space. You know, you don't want to change too much because the policies and controls. But still, there's going to be something better, and you you want to make changes because you need it for a control. But we get stuck on stuff if they don't have support. So buying an MSP. You know, when we went to buy a another MSP, I would say the biggest thing was it was a lady that was just re- ready to off her clients, you know, and they're all government clients and there was about nine different companies and we bought them all and they're still with us today. I mean, they like our service because we answer our phone lives. We fix it right away. That's super important. If you're going to run an MSP, you're not going to have free time <laughs> until you start hiring people, you know? And I think one of the biggest advices you can get is, you know, if you're starting up today, find a technician, don't be the tech because you don't want those people to rely on you. We want them to rely on your company and then let them call your company and, and start working on the marketing side and sales side.
0: That's great advice. I, I uh, <laughs> got to work on the business, right? Not in the business if you want to get things going.
1: Yeah, even in our peer groups, you know, some of them we see that I think that's what slows them down is there's is people that are doing even way better than I am, but I know they'd be even doing better if they just weren't doing the tech. You know, they're like, why are you guys still doing the tech stuff? One hour of tech work is three hours of business development time that you lose. Hmm.
0: And the switching too, right? Like it's really hard to go from like an AD, you know, deep inside an AD server, setting it up to like, I'm going to like go reach out to all my clients and like check in with them and schedule QBRs.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, it is. You do it because you love it. You know, you, you want to be a, the best. You love what you do. But then when you start getting the cell and you want to grow it, you know, you start going, oh, this is kind of fun too. You know, <laughs> So it's trying to keep yourself away from it. <laughs> it's hard sometimes because you like it so much.
0: Do you continue to manage all the sales and marketing for the business?
1: Yeah, we actually hired two guys. We got two sales guys now, which one guy I left. It took him a year to make his first sell, but he was very hardworking Mm -hmm. and he was just working his butt off. And now, I mean, we, we close, we've been closing deals every month almost now. It's been crazy. But if I would have just said, you know what, you're not selling anything, you know, that would have been the worst mistake I would have made, you know? So, you know, we have two sales guys though. That's how it works. I'm work more on business development, working out with partners, even like your guys, cyber uh, QP. Is it our QP? What is it? Uh, you guys changed your name. so <laughs> Yeah, CyberQP, CyberQP. Yeah, CyberQP, which is great. Actually, I like the name. Thank you. And uh, working with vendors like you guys and trying to, you know, just make the business better. Yeah.
0: You mentioned, you said you have eight employees now or?
1: Yeah, we have eight employees. We got okay. the last four hires are all interns, believe it or not.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask that. How many came through your intern program?
1: <laughs> yeah. So one hire, we hired two years ago. He came in. He was just, you know, I would teach him something Then another intern would come in and he would teach her exactly word for word, exactly what he, I said. I mean, it was just like, well, okay, he's working us still today. I still have him doing the level one, two stuff because he's so fast. <laughs> He'll have like two or three of these calls at once. And I just pay him a little bit more money and give him some other stuff here and there. But he's just so good at it. It's hard to, you know, get away from it. And then we have uh, Raven, our other guy. That's the one where his dad was a chief petty officer. And then we got um, a new tech that we just ha- brought in, too. Um, he just started a month ago now, and he's doing really well already. He's going to be more of our on-site technician because my first tech that's been with me since 2013, or my longest tech with me, at least, not my first tech. But he's kind of getting worn out of driving everywhere <laughs> and fixed everything, you know. But even though most of the stuff can be done remotely, but now we got it, he's got some help there. So we're just growing, growing and growing. It's great. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. Thanks. Talk to me a little bit about the business model. Is it uh, CMMC assessments and then sort of uh, trying to get people in for managed services, or is the value that you're selling managed IT with CMMC and whatever compliance at its core, like it built into the DNA?
1: Yeah, you know, it kind of depends on the client most of the time, but mm-hmm. most of it's, you know, CMMC focused, cybersecurity, you know, obviously you have to have a little bit of both. And then obviously then MSP, but we don't, you know, I don't want to do MSP unless they're going to do cyber, you know, or maybe I'll throw some cyber products put in the progress when the <laughs> quote and say here we're doing both for you okay. But it is nice when you have you're you're doing everything because then it's, it makes it a lot easier to get it done quicker. But our main focus, you know, is cybersecurity and NIST compliance, CMMC. Really, we're starting to head some of the big ones, you know, like uh, some of the companies that work for uh, Boeing and stuff, you know. So we're getting some of these big headline. We're in I was in Seattle beginning of the year, then I went over to. Chicago a couple weeks ago. Pick up some more clients, and the one of our other new sales guys we brought in came from the hospital side. So now we're starting to kind of get a little bit of HIPAA clients too. Um, we're looking at maybe bringing on. So oh you know, as we're growing here, because I found how to the hardest part, which is hiring, and it's a tough part because you know when you're hiring, you do got to take a loss. That's our you know your business expense. You you bring a new guy, you, you lose a little bit of money here and there. But if you do it right, you'll have the business to pay them by the time six months or so we have a company that actually pays you know our t- interns money when we bring them in interns and then they pay for half their wages for six months so that really helps us out too yeah
0: they do that in new york too actually okay. ladders for leaders it's called in new york if any of the listeners are out there yeah. can you walk us through that like what is your playbook for finding recruiting training interns and turning them into valuable employees
1: yeah no this is a great one here So to find employees first, you know, we reach out to schools, reach out to like workforce, you know, in your city, they have a company called workforce that pays other companies money to help develop these guys because they know if they make more money there, everybody's going to be happier. So we uh, bring them in, we give them anywhere from three to six months as an internship. And they come in, usually would be like three times a week, maybe four hours a day is what the time to get a mine. If they want to come in a little bit longer and do other stuff, they can. We don't give them our stuff right away because, you know, you don't know who they are. You don't know what's going on. You don't want all this confusion. But, I, you know, being a tech first since 08, I have an office full of stuff everywhere. <laughs> you want to call it junk or you want to call it old printers <laughs> and computers, whatever. And we'll put them together and say, okay, build these, you know, fix this problem, build your computer. So they'll they'll from day one, they'll start on their own computer. They'll put it together and they'll install Windows and start kind of working off it right there. And then on the second day, they'll come in and they'll see something's not working (laughs) (laughs) because we'll break a few things and see how quickly they can fix it. And then just kind of go from there and keep training them. And with all the past experience I have, we train them on computer fixing, you know, just any issue that would be happening. Start throwing our security software on these computers and kind of see how things work and what they need to do to kind of work with our security thing. And we're actually looking. I want to develop a new company coming up uh, this summer on just bringing in employees. We're going to bring in interns like this. And turn around and start uh, helping other MSPs get employees that they need with cybersecurity experience and that we can trust. You know, that's the biggest one. And that's going to want to stay and be part of their company, too.
0: That's so fun. That's such a good idea, because I think like to my tech experience and before this, I worked in IT. It all came from building a PC and then like finding a problem with it and like, you know, like going on google and trying to fix it or you learn linux by like hey i'm gonna use linux for no good reason and i'm gonna force myself to learn the commands to like do anything all the time like when you just make it your desktop so it's kind of it's a i think it's great i think that's a great way to train people up and i don't know i mean maybe that's what the school should be doing
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and they've been i'm actually on the board of one of the schools here you know um it's called cyber hires the company that in california they'll pay for your technicians too if anybody's listening from california so reach out to me i can help you out get connected with those guys that's
0: great so what's life like today what's the day in the life
1: today is oh gosh it's been it was busy busy you know i thought it stuff was busy but now i'm doing some other things i still got a few hires i need to make you know i need i don't really have anybody doing like payroll so i get stuck doing all that stuff right now you know it's still kind of but it's it's eight people It's not that hard. So just putting processes together, just right now we're putting processes together, how we do stuff. You know, like our technicians are documenting everything they do and putting in an it glue. And I shouldn't say names of vendors that, <laughs> but, um, uh, my day to day is just really setting up meetings like this and talking to other vendors and reaching out to people, reaching out to my sales guys. And, just seeing how, what do we need to do? What's the next step to grow the business and try to take it one step at a time. I think that's the biggest thing is in your head. You're, you've are got all this stuff coming at you. Like, okay, we got to focus on one thing. First one was the CMMC process and how do we get that conquered? I figured that out. I got a guy that does all that now. I can now go on the next thing. <laughs> and I can also learn with him too, because we're going to be CCPs. We're working on our CPC, becoming CCPs next month too, which if you know what that is, that helps us get to become an auditors real soon. An official okay. one. It's not the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> I know when you search it. <laughs> I know. What's the it's Chinese. What? What are you working on? <laughs> and you're with what? <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. They label it that way. But um, yeah, day to day is just busy as heck. I still do all the emergency stuff too. You know, um, last oh, shoot over the weekend, we had a server having an issue. It was just the way we just took, we went from finding clients that kind of need text to now taking over companies that, had old techs and i gotta get all that process in place okay we need your these vendors from you guys you know it becomes a big struggle there too a little bit try to learn what is the best way to when you take over another msp i know i kind of feel bad sometimes but then you get in there and you find oh my gosh these guys almost got hacked because they didn't have all the security stuff in there or who's in their computers you know because they didn't have anything you know that's the hard part too so we're really watching logs and you know, and using stuff like quick pass to really rotate those passwords right away. You know, that's the biggest thing is, Hey, how do you you want to rotate those passwords as soon as possible? Because you don't know who's in there and your guys software that makes it, that's brilliant. You know, admins auto sync, rotate done, you know,
0: (laughs) appreciate it. Yeah. The, uh, acquisition of another msp is definitely a strong use case for it
1: oh yeah they got (laughs) mad at us at one client we we rotated everything right away they weren't all the way done doing whatever they did and they got they stopped they're like yeah i was like (laughs) oh no so you know if you do take one over kind of work with them as best you can because if you upset them they don't work with you anymore it's no fun (laughs) yeah
0: no i that makes sense and then, do you do much work with other MSPs? Like, do you do the uh, CMMC side if they're doing managed IT, or is it sort of uh, you doing working on all of your own stuff?
1: We got a couple clients now that we are helping with the MC, you know, CMMC off that we've gotten. They have got its challenges because they're not used to security. I mean, one guy was a phone vendor and and he's trying to do cyber now. But the good thing is we can help train them and teach them about it, so they start learning about fixing, and you know, securing their own clients. So it comes, it helps everybody out.
0: Well, what advice would you have for somebody who's, you know, doing IT and cyber and maybe thinking about building out compliance practice as part of their business?
1: Yeah, IT and cyber and compliance. Compliance can be tricky. Don't rely on one vendor to protect you because there is a vendor out there that says, "Oh, you put our software on there, you're secure." You got CMMC and it's like, "No, it doesn't work that way." Really do your due diligence and learn what you're doing. Maybe even get another company, MSP, to help you out a little bit. MSSP, I mean, and that's kind of doing what you want to do. If you can partner with someone like that, it really helps. And maybe you might even be, be able to join ventures together or something in the future. Really do your work on it.
0: It's great. You've got the entrepreneurial spirit within you, I can tell.
1: It started when I was five. You know, my mom had polio. I don't know if you know that. Uh, she had polio and, and we grew up and we actually lived in Hawaii for about a, a year, I would say, in the 80s. And, you know, someone's like, hey, you want to sell this for me? You'll make a dollar. And, you know, we, then we lived in, we were sleeping on the floor. We had no beds because we moved there, had nothing. My mom had no money. And uh, we were sleeping on the hard floor <laughs> with, you know, cockroaches running around. It was a strange experience at that time. So I sell these mats and I was like, you know what, I, I want to be someone who can help people and also be able to make some money. So it really helped me want to go, you know what, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to grow up and having those challenges. Wow. You yeah. know love the the
0: outcome right <laughs> look back to then and and look at where you're at now it's incredible
1: yeah exactly thanks
0: do you have anything else you'd like to add for our listeners before we wrap up here
1: uh just uh you know really watch the security side you know the security is super important you know using msp mssp whatever you're doing out there is really protect your clients run a vulnerability scan if you can find a, there's companies that help you do that we teamed up with uh I forgot Bruce's company's name, but... <laughs> Galactic. <laughs> yeah, Galactic. Yeah, we put up with Galactic and have them run a scan on your clients and really find the vulnerabilities. That's been one of our biggest helps on the security side for sure. I mean, we thought we were protected with one agent or a couple agents, you know, and you run that scan. You're like, wait a minute, this scan ran as an admin, as a regular user, and it found everything on my... Holy smokes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where we found you guys, you know, which is uh, another great find, you know, so... Do work on the security is most important. Obviously, you answer your phones when you get these customers so they don't want to ever leave you.
0: Well, appreciate your time. This has been great. I love San Diego, man. I'm a little jealous. It's a beautiful place. So uh, I might have to come out and, and record the next one in person.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Just let me
0: know. All right. Well, take care. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks for joining. Thanks, Jimmy.
1: Have a good day and thanks.